welcome back to Comic Book Nation. Uh, season four, I forget where we were. Season four of Comic Book Nation. Shop <laughs> for all things geek culture. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw. My co-host, Janelle Wheeler, is here. Hello, everybody. And still back with us is Mr. Matthew Aguilar. What up, everybody? And a happy Friday to uh, all our listeners in the uh, CB Nation crew. Today, we are going to get into it. Bum, 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 we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about, did the Book of Boba Fett deliver or disappoint us as Star Wars fans? If you have not been on social media, if you have not been outside, as they say lately, uh, it's going down. People are divisive <laughs> out there about the Book of Boba Fett, so we're going to get into all of that. Plus, we're going to talk about uh, the new trailer for Jurassic World, Dominion, the big, uh, not big, oh my god, I can't believe I used that word, the weirdly small DC uh, 2022 trailer just to remember DC movies are a thing. We're talking about the latest episode of Peacemaker, the Futurama revival. Plus, we are going to talk about the Reacher series on Amazon Prime with yeah. star Alan Richson. So we will be talking with him or Matt will rather. And we're going to talk about the new Netflix series. All of us are dead as well. Plus, we got some good comics this week. So let's start at the top. Book of Boba Fett finale. Um, so did this disappoint or did it deliver? Uh, I would say for me, and I think I've been the biggest book of Boba Fett, I just want to say, I don't want to say Defender, but I've been the one who I think has been most into it. Uh, actually, Janelle's been strangely into the book of Boba I Fett. So been. let's give you your credit. Credit where credit's due. Thanks. Janelle, you've been on <laughs> weren't you the, sure. Weren't you the one that asked if it was disappointing? Two I'm allowed to, ago? Yes, I'm allowed to ask <laughs> okay. these questions. Okay, I'm, I'm just, be, I'm just me, wondering. Unlike 90% of people on planet Earth, me asking a question <laughs> does not betray an insecurity. Right. I can ask a question because there usually I ask questions purely as traps because I'm just, I already have a passionate answer one way, but I'm You're just luring scheming, you into something that is seemingly a discussion, but it's really just a totalitarian indoctrination on my part. But you know, <laughs> the question mark softens people up, you know? So, uh, oh yeah, I've been, Are we talking I've been spoilers? A, yeah, I mean, it's over. Yeah, it's, it, okay. it's all streaming. I'm on just Disney informing yeah, the yeah, yeah. chat. And half of it's on Twitter. If we're not, if we're honest, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, funny. half of it's trending on Twitter. So yeah, like, yeah. So. yeah we're going to be talking full spoilers of book of Boba Fett whole series. Now, like it's all out there. We're talking it all. So um, for me, I think it was a pretty good mixed bag is how I'll, de I'll describe it. Uh, there was a lot that I loved about book of Boba Fett finale. Like, I mean, come on, people are complaining, but we got to see, just a list of things I posted in a tweet of positive things. We got to see Boba Fett and Mando back to back in a, you know, Butch Cassidy Sundance kid shootout. We got to go see Fennec Shan go full ninja on some fools and take out a whole room. We got to see Boba Fett shooting up ish, riding a rancor. We got to see baby Yoda put a rancor to sleep and go to sleep next to it. Which was adorable. Yeah. And we got to see a rancor, <laughs> rancors rumbling droids on some sci fi stuff. Like there was a lot, and, and it was all a big battle of Tatooine, right? So there was a lot to love about this episode. That said, I also agree some of the things were kind of shoddy. Like, I mean, I didn't love, I still don't love the mod kids that much. I love Sophia Birch. She's a or Thatch, I think, or I forget her name. I'm messing up her name. Sophia Thatch, maybe, uh, from Yellow Jackets, who's the, uh, the girl with the mm -hmm. cyborg arm. She's great. But otherwise, I don't like the mods that much. Uh, the spin move, me and Rob Keys from Screen Rant, my old buddy, 
And just just for the record, me and Rob are like original co-workers in all this. We're buddies. So like we can fight about Star Wars and, and it's not real beef. So we have been fighting about Star Wars and about the spin moves and, you know, the shots, which to me, I don't mind. I want my Star Wars to be like my nachos. Good with meat, some some good veggies in there, but also a hefty amount of cheese, right? To hold it all together, you need it. You need that hefty amount of cheese to hold it all together. What an analogy! Okay, bro, if you've never looked at a, if you've never looked at a stack of nachos and said, "I understand why this is life," you you're really not into your third eye. Yet, I don't so get to eat nachos very often anymore. So when I look at nachos, they're gone. There's no That's like, there's no like uh, zucchini nachos are a thing. You better get on the ingredients. No, those things are gone. Okay, Bro, like get some zucchini. Get a pan. No, you know, no. you saute those Please. things a little bit and stack yeah. them and eat some zucchini not, nachos. It's half salad, half nachos. Come no. on. No, you got to adapt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is not a cooking show. Yet. Uh, <laughs> you turned it in the one. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just want nachos, Matt. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just hungry. So there was a lot to love. And I mean, the things I didn't love, but overall, I did like the book of Boba Fett. As we talked about last time, I look at this as like a Bible verse comparison. Bibles have books and they're not all just about the thing in the title of the book. And they're parables centered around these people or ideas, but they're bigger parables about something. This is exactly what this was. The book of Boba Fett is the story of people without tribes coming together as a tribe and, you know, that's what they do on a micro scale. And then we see at the end that it's beginning to extend out to kind of all of Tatooine kind of being united because of Boba Fett, this place of like lawlessness and separateness and all this stuff is finally kind of doing this transformation. So I get it. And I don't agree with exactly with the execution. I'm going to be real. There's still things about this whole period of COVID production that as just somebody who's been analyzing film for a long time, like I'm going to always have problems with because I can tell where choices had to be made in that regard. But Overall, I enjoyed the book of Boba Fett and what it did for expanding the universe of Star Wars TV. If people want to argue, like, maybe this will get some of that Iron Man 2 resentment for having to lift up and do a bunch of universe lifting. But, hey, I enjoyed it. That is me. Um, I'm not going to complain. You know, I'm going to go full Janelle on this. More content. I'm good. I got some more content. (laughs) With that, Jay, you take it away. Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, I I feel like they slam dunked the ending here finally like bringing it all together i was I, I, my only complaint really with the show for me was that you know mando had a whole entire episode and then the there were like two episodes that you know boba wasn't really in them and and that's fine and great and everything but the show like it's named after him so i just thought that he should be in every episode um but bringing it all together putting that bow on top the action. It was so great. I honestly had no idea that there was a problem with the spin in this one action scene. I guess there was like a spin or a twirl or something and a sh- like shot. I didn't see that until you posted it, Kofi. And now I can't unsee it. <laughs> People are going off about this, man. It's not me. <laughs> it's bad. People are freaking out. I just don't understand why. Well, this that- is Star. This is classic Star Wars. Like we get, like I said, I mentioned all these action things we get in this episode, but it just takes one spin move <sighs> to do it. I mean, it's like the last Jedi and the Canto bite thing, right? Like 
that one sequence and then people were like, you know, there's always something we get it's stuck so on. It's so weird Wars. how people really want to pick apart and complain about these shows because it's just, like, I, can't, I just, I appreciate it for what it is. I, it was a fun ride. It was a cool story. I got to know a lot of characters that I have no, I had no idea who they were before and, uh, and, you know, saw some familiar characters and I just thought it was great. I, I recommend people to watch it for sure. If, if you're a casual Star Wars consumer, I think you can really get into this. Boom, Matt. Oh, boy. We never know what you're going to say. <laughs> what, what? I can't even read your face what? over there. Uh, what? <laughs> Poker uh, face. Here's the thing. Uh, I have had early on, I had issues with like some pacing. I'm not saying the show was perfect or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had issues like I felt like we could have gotten to the point faster and like set some things up instead of doing this whole like the show really coalesced in like the final three episodes, but you need all the other stuff for that to happen. So it's a weird thing, right? I just thought it could have been spread around a little bit differently. That said, these last couple episodes have been awesome. I've, I've loved every single one. And this one was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> this one was so good. This one was so good. I was grinning ear to ear for like the beginning of this to the end. I mean, everything from, yes, the the baby Rancor just, like, destroying that thing, uh, the, like, having Grogu back, like, the spot where he, like, when Mando and them are reunited, and, wow. like, that whole scene, I was just, like, a giant puddle on the ground. Didn't, didn't even matter. Oh. I was just, like, it was amazing. It was amazing. Also, the action in this was really good. Like, there was just a lot of, like, kind of, like, old... Wild West style gunslinging, and I and yeah. I like that. I um, want to address that real quick because people in the comments have been asking about the spin. Yeah, I mean there is a larger discussion, and I'm not going to get into it here. But yeah, when you get somebody like Robert Rodriguez or any director from a different background, there are a lot of things in Book of Boba Fett that are obviously come from a cultural place, right? Like there's a lot of things in the spin move. If you've ever seen Desperado, that southwestern kind of you know Texas to Mexico culture of westerns yeah spin out spinning around shootouts getting the guy behind spinning and getting the guy behind you on the roof like that's all part of very right i mean it's very robert rodriguez i mean i don't know have you seen a robert rodriguez thing like it's very i didn't look the spin thing didn't bother me at all i don't it's whatever okay this is star wars i just saw someone like eat a bunch of worms the last episode and i saw i see all these crazy creatures and stuff like it's this is laser fights, uh, whatever. It, <laughs> that stuff doesn't bother me. I'm already suspending disbelief enough. All right. I don't care. Like that, that stuff doesn't really bother me. It wasn't egregious to me to the point of like taking me out of the adventure. It was just one of a million different things that were happening. Um, I look, I was, I was bummed when I thought, you know, I'd be like, Oh no, we're going to see this. Is the last we're going to see a cat Bane. And then like, you know, they hover there a while and then the beeping thing. I was like, okay, he's not done. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him back. <laughs> um, the post credit scene, I, I like. Look, this really was, this ended up being Mandalorian 2.5. I was fine with that. And what I come out of it feeling like is that I have a way larger appreciation for Boba Fett as a character, as a person. I now see that caricature not as just a really cool design and just like oh he had a cool couple cool moments in the original trilogy i now see that boba fett as a person 
And I'm excited to see him in other things. And that is something that I would not have guessed coming into this. Uh, that's, yeah. not, that's not what I was never really like a big Boba Fett. Like he was cool, <laughs> but like I never really just like got the craze. I really enjoy him as a character now. Uh, th- by the way, someone mentioned it in the comics, but Fennec Shan's assassination sequence was amazing. Like that was so good. And like, she's honestly the MVP of this whole series. She's been the glue to me that keeps it all together and it keeps things moving. And I would take a whole series just on her. Um, so yeah, I was, I was stoked, man. I came out of this happy. Like I want to see a season two of this, or yeah. even if they just do a different, you know, focus on somebody different, but make that Mandalorian 3.5, you know, after the season three comes like, I'm the cool end with credit that. scenes were interesting for me. Like, I felt like that did prompt. Like, I feel like that could go on to be. Yeah, let's something. talk about the post credit scene. If you weren't, if you were confused, that's my boy Cobb Vamp. He's still in there. He's in the back to tank. Mm-hmm. I was confused. But he's about to get scene. murdered, right? Right. I didn't no. know if he was cutting him out to take no, him somewhere. No, that was the mod doctor. He's getting modded like Fennec Shan in the mod. Oh. Thank you. You're gonna get cyborg. I thought Bobo yeah. was gonna come in and kick butt. No, no, no. He's it's all Speaking. good. Kyle Vanth is okay. He's uh he's just getting to uh I'm so glad to hear that because I will say that he was one of my favorite characters of the entire He's getting movie. modded, yeah. fools. He's yeah, getting I loved, loved so seeing him. Back. Yeah. I man, I wish I was, he'd I have his good. own show, honestly. I love him. Well, that's the thing. Coming out of this series, there's like three people that could mm-hmm. easily hold down their own side story. I mean, yeah, uh, obviously everyone wants to see, you know, Bane pop up in something else, right? Uh, Cobb is the exact same way. I could totally take a show built around him, but again, bringing in these other characters, especially now that there's kind of this alliance in place. Um, you know, like I, I, someone even mentioned it. I would watch a whole thing just on, uh, and I'm blanking on her name, the mechanic. <laughs> I would watch a whole show. Amy Sedaris? <laughs> I would, like, but I forget her character name, but like I've, I, I would watch a whole show just based around her, just like a slice of life thing. Like she, yeah. she was amazing uh, throughout <laughs> the whole series. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, to me, this built the world in a really cool way for mainstream fans, for like fans that aren't like just know every single character and stuff. I think I thought this was a really cool introduction to a lot of this extended universe stuff. I really liked it. Okay. We got something live to do now. We were going to move on from Book of Boba Fett and talk about Peacemaker, but we got something live coming in hot. What? Broke. what Rich? Broke. Rich, load it up. Load it up, Rich. Load it up. Load it up. First look at the Justice Society of America what? in Black Adam. We are talking about Hawk oh Ben, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and uh, what was the last one? Cyclone? Oh, my God. I forgot the last one's name. Oh, boy. Really botched the landing here. Uh, <laughs> find a tweet that has all the names in it <laughs> oh my god that is awesome wow okay yeah it's just going down it's going down right now man i'm just happy I'm, I'm these are oh my god our site i love our site we're doing each character individually fine just <laughs> one comic book you got me again instead of just one article telling me all this information i have to read one about right what says they person. look insane yeah. Shout out to Jenna. Hi, thanks, Jenna. Rich. Thank you for tweeting. Yeah, thanks, Jenna. Phase Zero. Watch Fa- or listen to Phase Zero. We can find Jenna. By the way, the Cyclone. Stuff. Cyclone. I was right. Cyclone. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. Okay, so I still get my check. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so that's our first look at the Justice Society of America, or whatever they're going to be called in Black Adam or Justice Society. 
Yeah, looks sick, right? Like, nice stuff right there. I am digging it. So let's just do a quick reactions. Uh, Aldous Hodge is like, Hawkman is the one I think I've been, you know, everybody's obviously worried about. But look at them wings, though, right? Yeah. We got the gold and the yeah, kind that's, of bird-like wings. It looks Hawkman like a, is hard to do. Hawkman yeah. is hard to do. Like, I, I have a very, like, I have a love and appreciation for the Smallville version, but like you can tell, you know what I mean? It's like budget and whatever can really hit a Hawkman and yeah. uh, not make it. And I like Legends of Tomorrow's version too sometimes, but like. No, I mean, uh, but then you can't match this. Like this looks awesome. Like and that it looks, looks like great. a combination of classic Carter Hall and like the Hawk world version with the metal wings. Cause the metal wings didn't have feathers and like, they were just kind of metallic robot wings, but then like, the real feathers really- would look. Real feathers will look kind of crazy. So this is kind of like a nice medium. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Aldous Hodge looks badass in that armor. And that is hard. No, I'm not even bad at like the really big wings on the helmet. No, I was just thinking that too. That's crazy. Get out of my head. I was just thinking that too. Yeah. (laughs) Get out of my head. (laughs) Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Adam Smasher, who, you know, no, Santino, we didn't know who, what he would look like, but looks pretty dope. Giving Marvel a run for that Ant-Man money, huh? Or that giant man money, but uh looks good. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is just quick breaking news from the comic book newsroom. It's going down over there with Justice Society. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm, very nice. I'm actually really a fan of all of these looks. I, I think it's yeah, it's pretty well done. That makes me feel good. The thing I'm optimistic. So, the images move so fast that like so okay, so who are the four that we got? Because I kept staring at Hawkman and Cyclone. <laughs> who are the other two that we got? Um Hawkman, Cyclone, Dr. Fate, and Adam Smasher. Okay, I haven't even seen Dr. Fate and Adam Smasher because every time I keep distracted. There was also, also Moon Knight oh, covers. Yeah, Moon Knight covers dropping. Drop I was oh gonna say I got distracted. What is Sorry. happening? Oh my Everything's God. happening because it's Friday <laughs> and we're trying to do a show, and so everything is happening now. Yeah. I don't well, everybody said they wanted live reacts from us, so I feel yeah, like so these are this these are great. live reacts. So I'll just things, say man. wow to match my emote over and over again. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Boy, that moon guy. Yes, moon I come. I dropped oh, it in Rich. I don't know if Rich has time to load it, looks it up. Like the, oh, putting Rich through, like the stick paces right got now. The trying to make him produce the oh, show. Oh. Yeah, but, uh, Marvel's coming in strong with that Moon Knight aesthetic. Yeah, Empire covers. Still don't know about that parts of that costume, but yeah, the other so many, cover looks good. No, the one with the the kind of moon themed one looks really. really yeah, that one's that one looks out. awesome. I, man, I don't know. There's parts of the costume still that still bug me, but but I'm I'm hyped for it. But man, what a day, man. Just yeah, a, I know. Yeah. Things just dropping as we're on this thing. But uh, yeah, that Justice Society, Black Adam is looking better and better to me. Like, yeah. I'm really curious. And to see them rumble Black Adam and maybe eventually team up with him. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be good stuff. Oh, Rich as he has the Moon Knight cover. Oh, he's got that cover. Go. All right. Oh, yeah, gosh. there you go. Beautiful. No, so there's a look at Moon Knight. And that's the more stylistic one. There's a more that traditional awesome look at the one. costume in another tweet. And uh, yeah, where's Jim? Yeah, where's Jim Viscardi? There's a Moon Knight thing. I feel like he's supposed to just come out of the aether and magically appear. appear. Yeah, that cover looks sick, man. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, that is. Okay, Jim. Okay, like I'm hard on Moon Knight, but like at least the Marvel marketing team knows what they're doing with Moon Knight so far. So yeah, after seeing, uh, (laughs) I will say after seeing Stained Glass uh, Scarlet in that last issue of Moon Knight and what they did with her. 
Good Lord. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of hope that the show machine knew what the comic machine was doing ahead of time, because I would love to see that version of the character in the show. I had no idea who that character was, so I was good. I, I mean, essentially, just like hey, a lady in a red trench coat with a crossbow who is like crazy and whatever. Like, that's kind of the basic. I swore years ago, character. Matt. Matt but, years ago, I swore I was never going down that road again. But and like this version with like a whole like conchu battle, kind of able to go against gods. Holy cow. Like, I want yeah, no, that, that. I mean, Moon Knight's one of the smartest series out right now. Like, they, they pull fun twists. To how the heroes like solve problems. That was a good one. Yeah. But you're getting ahead of yourself. This is I'm, not no, I was, it was related. It was related. I hope to see just that. trying to edge your agenda in here. Anyway, JSA, I want to see Wildcat. That's all. All right. So that was our live reactions to all the news falling out of the sky that they're going to put us to work on as soon as we get off this podcast. <laughs> so let's keep it moving. Black Adam's looking good. And uh, I guess we'll talk about the, uh, I mean, this is a perfect segue into this DC year of uh movies teaser that came out yesterday it was seven seconds just reminding us that there's four dc films here the batman black adam the flash and aquaman and the lost kingdom uh and we were all kind of like covering this and scratching our heads and being like what is this is there going to be like some epic super bowl thing because it's super bowl weekend is this like the first teaser rumblings but we haven't heard anything about like any big trailer but I guess we're going to start getting some. I guess the DC promotional machine is kick it in because now we got these Black Adam looks. So it sounds like something's happening. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Black but Adam has a Super Bowl. Black spot Adam looks and the Batman yeah. will and the Batman will. I don't know if there's anything for the Flash or Aquaman ready yet per se, um, but we'll see. So uh, yeah, we saw that teaser. That's on comicbook.com DC, and it looks like the content is going to keep flowing. So keep an eye to our comicbook.com DC page because it sounds like it's going to be lit. Oh man, Adam so. Smasher looks amazing in motion. Yeah. That oh, wait, is- motion? How do you have motion? So oh, because the, the, there's that uh, new the footage Batman. 2022 DC yeah. teaser that's, real. that just dropped. The real just dropped, Cyclone. and that's where those. And Smasher in motion also has Hawkman in motion. Oh, so is this has moments like of Flash? Now? It has yeah. moments of Batman. Ooh, yeah. Oh, and you see the wings pop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, this one's one minute, not seven seconds. That oh, looks amazing. On. Yeah. Okay. So there is a whole new teaser they did. Okay. I get it. I think it, it dropped around happening. like 20 minutes ago. Okay. Let's watch this. Are we actually going to load it up and play it? I don't yeah, think we, we can play, play it, it on the show, can, can we? we play it? I don't know if we can. I don't think we're legally allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fla- like Flash is glowing in it, and he looks so awesome. That's. I know that sounds weird, but like his costume is like glowing in weird places, like outlines. It looks really good. I'm sure chat has already seen all of this. Yes. Play it. The Batman is just around the corner. It is. The show yeah, is, is anyone apart. else is anyone else still a little like I don't like that new Aquaman suit at all. I'm just not even paying attention to it. I don't so love the new Aquaman things. suit, man. <laughs> I uh I love that uh that man the, the look he Momoa has at the end of the first Aquaman is quintessential Aquaman. Just so okay. It. So that was that was a thing. Stick I didn't know it was it. a whole teaser, man. Yeah, that is a whole teaser over on comicbook.com DC. And obviously, this is going to probably be the Super Bowl spot, right? Like, yeah, we'll probably. probably air this. And yeah. Whoa, oh, yeah, you guys are. I forget you guys are watching me on a live stream sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All my face as I was. Thank you, Janelle. Here. 
Yeah, no problem. I'm a mod. <laughs> She's got this. No, yeah. yes. no, it's uh that that's a that's a good teaser, man. That's and great. that wasn't even all of it. Like they don't even show Batgirl in that trailer. Like there's still other stuff coming. There's all the animated stuff, man. There's all the like Gotham Knights is still coming. DC's mm-hmm. man got it. Wow, well, that hype turned my my uh tweet deck into from uh from dark to light. <laughs> that's how that's wow. how that hit me. I do declare. I gotta calm down. All right. So that is a teaser for the DC 2022 movies. Yeah, we're waiting on that kind of like that Harley Quinn season three. Somebody's asking about. There's a lot going on, but man, that thing was that was hype. Like that was, that was pretty hype. So uh yeah, I'm just way off track now. That just <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how we were gonna like just mention it and then that became like a whole thing like we should it's fun, though. Yeah, i wish that would happen more often yeah oh we gotta, we, my old t-tech is gone or something i don't know what we gotta we gotta we move through the other up. stuff though now uh i don't know i don't know what happened i think i might have wrecked my own tweet deck here okay wow. so, <laughs> so okay so that wasn't the only trailer we got though peacemaker because we also no. Yeah, I was gonna say we could talk Peacemaker, we could talk Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk stuff. We gotta keep this on the rails. Um, so <laughs> let's just talk Peacemaker real quick, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll talk about the rest. <laughs> so Peacemaker this week, uh, we're getting into right before our finale episode, and uh, this was, I mean, it set the stage. There were real kind of kind of things that happened here, right? Like people got murked and passed away and major characters are gone and we're mm-hmm. set up for this final battle. So yeah, it's going to be pretty good. And I, I mean, what is there to say at this point besides like, yeah, Peacemaker is pretty much the, one of the doper dominating TV shows I've ever seen. So like, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, James Gunn. You killed it. it was, <laughs> yeah. It I love my friend, uh, my cousin's visiting. He's like, you know, I like I like certain things DC pretty much just like Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and I'm like did you like Guardians of the Galaxy he's like yeah yeah it's like my favorite I'm like yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah same dude same, yeah same, same, same team just even. like a little rougher around the edges on some of those uh, I think we got a comment talking about the cow the cow and Peacemaker looked so great, says Brywood. And I totally agree. I was actually like grossed out when I saw the cow. I was kind of, and then I kind of felt sorry for him because he has big bug eyes. And he and they're just like using him and abusing him or her. We don't know pronouns. And I just feel so bad for the cow. Yeah, there's a lot of that in Peacemaker. Yeah. Where I'm like, where I'm yeah. like it starts off and like, oh man, that looks really good. And then you kind of think about it and like the the subtext pops in. Yeah. And then you're like, no, that's disturbing now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very disturbed now that now that I think about that. I like that in this episode we got some backstory more of like what makes Peacemaker kind of the way that he is with his brother. And then also seeing his interaction with his dad. Like that was a really big moment. Yo, his dad's suit is scary as heck. Um, but I just, this, I cannot, I cannot give more praise. Like I just adore the show. Like I love it so much. And I know Matt, you said it's one of those ones that you might not go back and watch again. Yeah. Do you still feel that way? Um, yeah. Like it, it wins me over a little more every episode, but I, <laughs> man, I'm just not feeling the show. <laughs> but again, it's not bad. Like I don't, I don't, I understand why people like it. Like it's, it's no not one of those ghost. where I'm just like, Oh man, this is terrible. Whatever. No, it's just not a show. That's just 
It's not for you. It's okay. not for me, and that's okay. No. You know, not, not I mean, everything has anybody, to I think I don't think that's surprising to anybody who actually knows you. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's so. just yeah. But but Cena is so good in this role. Like, I I really do want to see him he is fantastic. this role for a long time. Like, and there's a lot of great characters here. So, yeah. <laughs> also, I will say, Damon Streams had a comment that uh, I feel like should be someone's Twitter bio: "Space Space Cow Be Freaky." gold i don't know i think that should be someone's bio an hour the general consensus is like the cow's gotta go but i feel bad for him he's probably just being like abused by these creatures instead of being like he needs to just go to wherever his home is and be with other big old cows and be happy together (laughs) if you want i will say janelle if you want to uh (laughs) to like read something where like yes there is like animal violence but it will probably be therapeutic after you watch this one because they get their revenge on people you should read the last batman urban legends which has essentially like yeah i didn't know where you were going the adult version (laughs) the adult version of the super pets Mm -hmm. and like oh my gosh they're turning like and finally getting out of this jail and like getting revenge on their captors and stuff that whole thing was was awesome so you should watch (laughs) it to read that if you're looking for like revenge for the cow you should you should read that. Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. I highly recommend watching the show later at night with a nice beer in hand and just giggle for an hour, says Damon. <laughs> I love that. That's good advice. Vigilante is hilarious, Black Panda. Yeah, I agree. Best acting I've seen from Cena. Yeah, like the amount of emotion he has had is amazing. You're right. That was actually, I think this was his strongest episode, um, acting wise. He yeah, no, he's, really he's doing real Cena's doing incredibly good in the dramatic moments and kind of making Christopher Smith and like what the deeper stuff is about him kind of land. Like, yeah, he, he's doing a really good job. And he's, I mean, if you doubted him still, I don't know why you'd be still doubting him. I mean, he's proven to be a good actor and funny at least for a while now, but this kind of really takes away that argument. So yeah. Um, and James Gunn, yeah, he, James Gunn's crazy that he can people said in the comments that he can make you care about like a hideous butterfly alien thing that dies, but all right. All right, and that's uh, Peacemaker. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the Jurassic World Dominion trailer, Futurama revival, and uh, do our Reacher interview and a whole bunch of other stuff that we now got to speed through because we're off the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> We are back. We are back on Comic Book Nation. Welcome back. All right. So <laughs> let's just speed through the these. The boys are in a great mood today. <laughs> it's Friday, bro. That was the Mace version of that song, by the way. Oh, stop with your Mace. <laughs> stop. This guy's been trying to push Mace on me for the last, like, 12 hours. <laughs> Two days, <man. laughs> Sorry. All right. So. Let's talk about just some two quick news items because, I mean, they kind of got displaced by our whole DC teaser reveal right there. Uh, (laughs) Jurassic World Dominion trailer came out as well. It's going to be during the big game. And this trailer was much better than it ever had business being, in my opinion. Like Jurassic World Dominion, it looks actually like they are going to take this whole problem with dinos being out in the wild in the world and make it into an interesting story that 
brings some together two halves of the franchise. Of course, the Jurassic World characters, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and of course, the original Jurassic Park characters, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. And it sounds like they'll have two pronged stories then until they'll meet in, you know, kind of the middle. Um, and yeah, I was surprised by how good this trailer is. And yeah, just everything from Blue having a kid and doing that whole thing to the clone kid that Chris Pratt is trying to protect and just the scenes of how they're integrating the dinosaurs into kind of like everyday life and making that a real believable thing, which is, you know, didn't work out so well with, for the lost world at the end there with the T-Rex and stuff like that. But, and this one feels really kind of natural and believable and scary like that. Yeah. You're looking at the screen right now, that dinosaur coming out of the ocean is like my nightmare. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I don't, that's why you don't catch me on the sailboats in the yachts, baby. Cause uh, I, I believe that stuff is down there still. So I'm not going anywhere near that, but um, yeah, this looks I marked like out a- at that moment, by the way, this What's moment that? right here, this moment right here when, <laughs> when Alan pops up, I, I, marked yeah, you're like scream. I, yeah. I, I did. I was, I was that guy. <laughs> Thank God they did that. I mean, you have to pay homage to like the firsts. But like, man, this this trailer looks dope. Yeah, uh, and the whole I've liked trial, these movies. Yeah. I've liked these movies. I've enjoyed these movies. And you know, to to see them like really like we actually get to see what the la- that last movie with this sort of premise of hey they're out and here whatever only could really get the tiniest bit of. And this one really feels like it's going all out with that premise. And, and uh-huh. that's what I like. So, and I mean, we're getting modern, modern dinosaur designs. We just saw we got like <laughs> raptors with the feathers. I mean, that's literally what we've discovered since Jurassic park started making raptors an icon is that like, yeah, they're actually much smaller and they look like little birds. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Dino research has come a long way, but uh, yeah, I mean, in this part with the plane and the giant bird, you know, the dinosaur, come like, on, yeah, man. this stuff just looks, crazy it's like everything i liked about kind of jurassic park 3 for what it was and kind of the parts of world that i like and you know but making this concept and selling it as dinosaurs being in, in the normal world now is the key to this and they pull it off so i'm in looking yeah. looking forward to all it. of our favorite dinos are in it too i feel like they're not like holding back on any of the throwback dinosaurs like we get to yeah. see all of them yeah, yeah. pterodactyls by the way low-key the like most vicious dinosaurs in the franchise i think they've killed the most people like i know like the the created ones always get all the shine and like of course t-rex and stuff but like if you really look at it like who's killed the most people it's probably all the all the flying dinosaurs probably killed the most people just in like uh the first jurassic world right like they kill a ton of people they just carry them away and like drop them (laughs) things. they're like vicious so yeah drop them on their head yeah man this is (laughs) crazy But you got to take it up a notch after something like Skull Island, Kong Skull Island. You got to take it up a notch. I'm starting to think, did they, I feel like they got rid of Islands of Adventure in Orlando, the Universal theme park. I feel like they might've gotten rid of Dino, like Jurassic World. And now I feel like that's, that's not good because they, maybe they did. I can't remember, but that was a really cool world. It feels like you're in Jurassic Park and this is probably going to make that pop again. It was really neat. It is literally that. Like you're like it. (laughs) Yes. So Jurassic World, we like. Let's move on. Futurama's coming back, y'all. Futurama is coming back. Uh, Futurama's coming back on Hulu. Much of the original cast is coming back, with one notable exception. John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender, is not back yet. Uh, DiMaggio recently opened up, and basically, 
what it sounds like behind the scenes is he's just trying to get negotiate for a bigger payday for this, which I wrote up an article about his response. And, you know, I, I didn't feel bad editorializing this and saying, like, he has the leverage to get it. Like, John DiMaggio is the voice of Bender. Bender is the most iconic and recognizable person in Futurama. Yeah. And John DiMaggio, where other people like, you know, Katie Seagal might have gone on and done, you know, bigger things like Sunday Anna and like all this. John DiMaggio has just made his bones becoming climbing the ladder of voice animation and becoming like one of the most in demand voice actors out there. So like, yeah, you're going to maybe have to pay him to come back and do Bender again. So he has the leverage to at least negotiate and ask for that. So sounds like things are still being worked out because is that the issue that they just don't want to pay him? But I don't know if it's that he also has a contract with Netflix right now because he's doing uh, disenchanted with Matt Groening, right? You know, Matt Groening's, fantasy series over there at Netflix. He's a, he's a main character in that. And so he's contracted for that. And who knows he, the man works on, if you look at his filmography, it's like every two days he's doing another project. Cause like I said, he's one of the most in demand voice actors there is. So I don't know if it's contract conflicts, money, a little of both, who knows? But um, I mean, it's kind of almost a non-starter if you don't bring him back. Right. Cause you can recast it, but like, Futurama is one of those series that kind of lives and dies by a hardcore fan base and has lived and died multiple times <laughs> thanks to its hardcore fan base. Um, so I don't know if you can like just swap that out and be like, okay, we're just going to move forward. How'd that, how'd that voice go? <laughs> okay. okay. We're just going to move forward. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if there's more to say. Um, I love Futurama. Obviously, it's coming back because enough people kept. I mean, and to be fair, let's let's get real, Hulu. You've been shoving Futurama down everybody's throats as much as you could. Because every time I nod off and wake up, like when I was watching something on Hulu, all of a sudden I've switched over to Futurama every single time. Like, all right. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh, we yeah, we gotta move on. So let's keep going. <laughs> All right. That is keeping us on the yeah, Let's talk about Reacher because that's uh, one of our big highlights of this episode. Uh, the new Reacher series is out on Amazon Prime. Matt gave us a review last week. And I, based on your review, because I've been, the Reacher books could never get me. Lee Childs could never get me in these Reacher books. Um, uh, the Tom Cruise movies were okay. Yeah, I didn't love them either. I didn't love them either. But there was how him and Chris McQuarrie got hooked up and started making badass Mission Impossible movies together was through the original Jack Reacher movie. The, the second one with Maria Hill was trash. I can't even touch that movie, but the first one's all right. Uh, mostly because of Werner Herzog being the craziest villain in that thing. But uh, you watch this Amazon Prime Reacher series, and yeah, you can't go back to those Tom Cruise movies anymore. Like, <laughs> dude, you just is, killed that. You just killed those movies, bro. Like, you dude just killed is Reacher. Yeah, yeah. Alan Richardson is Reacher, and Man, it, this guy has been waiting for like a starring turn forever. He's been great ever since the freaking CW Smallville days. He's been great. And this really finally puts him to use. And this series is great. Like you said, it's just hard. It's Lee Child's hard boiled kind of detective story with real stakes. People get murked in horrible ways. Yeah. Like a lot. There's, there's actual scariness to this as a thriller. And Alan Richardson just carries it as Reacher. And this is one show that no matter what the COVID stuff like found a way. I mean, it's clearly just like one town going between motels. But this works. 
And unlike a lot of series that have like seven, eight, nine, ten episodes, this one never feels like slow or fluffy or just like with filler. Like every episode was captivating and had something and I could follow the investigation. Right. Even though it turned into a complex thing, uh, I could follow the investigation. So I burned through Reacher real quick. I dug Mm -hmm. it. Great job, Matt, for telling us something good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Janelle? Oh, man, I'm I'm not this is not my normal thing. I, I don't really care about like crime or anything real. <laughs> I, I like supernatural and vampires and zombies and superheroes and space. But I'm so into this. I am all in. I'm on episode five right now. I he is golly that is a good looking man (laughs) i i he's my new celebrity crush like without a doubt oh my god he's literally like a gi joe or something in real life um but they it's just a great job super exciting episode to episode um I don't know. I just, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. There he is with the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a big fan. Yeah. And I yeah. love, I loved him from Titans. So it's really, really good to see him. Yeah. Uh, some people role. were asking in Smallville, Alan Richardson was, he was Aquaman. He was, yeah, Arthur he was Curry. Aquaman. He was Arthur Curry, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he was, was very Curry. good. He was Arthur Curry of the bargain bin Justice League that Smallville put together. Hey, I like that Justice League. Was I remember the first, I covered the first photo of that, and I was so hyped. Everybody was so hyped. Everything's so good, man. Yeah, but uh, and, yeah, uh, so Hartley Richard, is a uh, Green Arrow man. So, uh, Matt, you got to sit down and talk with Alan Richardson. Why don't you give a, your thoughts on Reacher now that we're kind of all seeing it and uh, take us into that? Yeah, uh, I got to sit down with uh, Alan Richardson and uh, Lee Childs and uh, talk about it. And you know, we uh, the Reacher movie, you know, comes up um, briefly, you know, but like this just feels like Kofi said, this feels just so different and just approach like this really does feel like the books come come to life. Um, And uh, man, Richard just kills that character. Like it's it's a it's a level of performance. Like when people were kind of talking about Batista's performance and Guardians, you know, and how it just felt so unique and and different um in a superhero movie that's kind of something i equate this to like he just has this feel all his own you know and the way he interacts with people and stuff and like uh by the way uh willa who plays roscoe is fantastic she comes up uh during the interview as well uh she is so good in this series oh and they like, all are she, so she a, has yeah oh uh uh malcolm, malcolm um, yeah. yeah like so many scenes of where they're just chewing scenery and it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just really great dialogue. And then, yeah, you get like brutal fights and they don't hold back. You know, it's not like over the top gory, but like it's just gory enough. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, man, I I came away and I, I really I was hoping to like it. I ended up coming away just like really loving it. And I'm very excited that I already got renewed. So we're going to get two. that second season probably going to take after this. This very much takes the first book. So hoping that it's just going to be, there's a lot of Reacher books. So this has the potential to go on for quite a, quite a while. And it's um, got to be cheap to produce. No reason why not. So it's like a one going. area, right? Like, it's yeah. just like, you don't move. You and like half guns. the time is in the yeah. police station. Yeah. Prop like guns, one season. little yeah. set, like one little location, some podunk town, you just, you know, refit and go ahead. So yeah, so yeah, let's get to more importantly, let's get to you talking to Alan Richardson. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Richardson, I should stop saying. On, on Reacher because I I really 
enjoyed uh, the series. I, I know we can't uh, get into to spoilers of some of the later stuff, but man, I feel like people are in for a real, uh, for real thrill ride. Um, you know, starting from square one a bit, can you kind of take us through uh, when you heard the news that you've been casting apart, Alan? And you know, what do you enjoy most about the character? Um, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that you enjoyed it. Um, you know, all, all I care about is, you know, every fan that's been a part of this, uh, everybody that's read the books, but also people who uh, haven't yet uh, experienced Reacher and what these worlds are about. I just want everybody to enjoy this. Every time somebody says they've um, they've enjoyed this, it means a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was uh, I, I was approached about this um, as were uh, a lot of very talented guys <clears throat> that I'm, I'm lucky to be counted against. But, um, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and um, I as the process kind of started to get closer and closer, I, I poured myself into the books and I fell in love, you know? So, um, I, I've, I, I read all the books before we shot a frame of the show. And, uh, um, you know, my, my job was to bring this to life in the most authentic way that I could. And, um, you know, have obviously been supported by the incredible work that Lee's done. Um, and the incredible work that Nick Santora, our showrunner has done in adapting, um, that work to screen, which is a, a job in and of itself. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's been a collaborative effort and uh, these brilliant minds have teed it up. So um, I, I just feel grateful to be a part of it, honestly, at this point. Well, for you, Lee, you know, what do you enjoy most about Alan's portrayal uh, of the character, a character very close to your heart, I imagine? Well, yeah, it's weird for me because, you know, I, I invented the character, I wrote the book, and then you you hand it off to somebody else. And as long as I feel like I like the people and, and admire their work and trust them, then I just sat back and I just reacted to it like a regular viewer. And I loved it. I mean, as a, if I managed to dissociate myself from knowing about it, I just thought, wow, this is just a great show. It is carried by one person, but it also has a tremendous cast around him, uh, great writing. And um, because I wasn't worried about it. I was just able to sit there and look at it and think, yeah, this is really exciting. And uh, the proof for me was, you know, they obviously send me the stuff as it's edited and, and completed. And I stayed up all night, just watched it back to back. And then I did the same thing the next night, simply because it was that good. So yeah, I'm thrilled. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was going to ask actually kind of what, uh, you know, how involved uh, in, in the process uh, you were and kind of, you know, making sure that it had the tone and uh, the overall vibe and Reacher as a character as well uh, to the books. And, you know, when putting the series together, what was most important uh, for you to highlight and showcase about Reacher and his world, especially because we're going to get a bunch of new fans to the franchise, right? You're, you're on a big streaming platform. There's a lot of people that maybe just haven't had a chance to check out that franchise and they're going to be introduced through this series? Was that kind of an important thing to kind of hit on for this show? It really was. And, and when you say introduced, you know, that is absolutely the right word because you, it, for me anyway, it boiled down to literally the first two seconds of seeing Alan as the character. It had to work in those first two seconds because Reacher is a guy who steps into the room or steps onto the screen and does nothing, says nothing, but you have got to know who he is and you've got to know that he's looking at you thinking, I mean, you, <clears throat> if you're a good guy, He's going to be a good friend. If you're a bad guy, he's going to be your worst nightmare. But it's not and it's not you that chooses. It's him. And you had to know that in the first two seconds. 
And when I saw Alan's test, I thought, this is definitely the guy. And then I felt like an idiot. I thought, I'm going to be arguing with all these other producers based on a two-second impression. But actually, they all saw it. They all agreed. And so that was totally the fundamental thing, that the show is called Reacher. He carries the whole thing by definition. But we had a sensational cast around him. Uh, great writing, yes. great photography, great locations. The, the whole thing was just brilliant. And from my point of view, my dream was that it would come out as good as I thought it might. Uh, and actually, it came out better. It came out as good as I thought with icing on the top and the cherry. It, it's just great. Well, for you, Alan, you know, what was the, the biggest challenge in, you know, crafting your own take uh, on the character obviously you have you know a huge uh canvas to work from as from the books themselves and then of course we've seen uh the movies as well so you know was it was it challenging to kind of make sure to stay true to those things but also kind of find your own spin i think you know i mean to be honest i you know i think this is one of those projects where, where there is no my take um, I've, I've certainly played characters before where there is my take and I don't like to be argued with, you know, I mean, there's, there, there are those, especially in the, in the comedy world, you know, I, I feel like there, sometimes there are choices you just make. Um, this, this is not, this is not one of those. Um, this isn't something that I was brought into improv. Like I do on some shows, it's all there. My entire goal was to bring reacher to life as he is in the books um and there's an, there's enough to work with for me to understand who that is to me and it, and certainly my my natural fingerprints may look a little different from somebody else's the way that they imagine him but at the end of the day i think there's a way to to get you know very close to the target with with what everybody else thinks as well and that was my goal um to bring reacher to life as he as he is on the page um uh, so, you know, I, to, to me, there was no, my take and, you know, the other, the other half of that equation is again, you know, this was a very collaborative effort. I mean, it started, I was sort of being groomed for the collaborative effort side of things in the audition process. It was multiple people on the call going like, Hey man, can we, that was good. That was good. Can we try it? Like, I think maybe we try it funny, you know, like you're just playing funny. Uh, that was great. That was fun. Can we try it? We like really like, you know, there's, it's like malicious and stoic and all right, you know, and we would just play in these, you know, in, in, in like these wildly different fields for a moment. And it was fun. It was fun. And we took that to screen. I mean, we took that, um, you know, the first couple episodes, especially like, let's just keep playing with this and see where it lands. And um, I don't feel, I don't think, you, you know, there's, there's none of that. It wasn't indecisive as much as it was like, let's see how far we can push Reacher in certain situations. That was all collaborative. And I think that helped us land in the right place um, where Reacher is in the, in the, in the cut. I mean, it's all, it's the seamless um, unified character. I mean, I don't think there's any, like, they didn't know who this guy was. And, and again, I mean, just, it was, uh, it was, a, it took a team to get there, you know? Well, and, you know, it was brought up before uh, the show has a great cast. Uh, Willow or sorry, Willa uh, kills uh, as as Roscoe. Uh, the, the character is just amazing. Uh, same with uh, Malcolm. You know, like there's just there, there's a lot of great uh, cast members in this that Reacher, the the comedy bits. I feel like the, the comedy comes out more when it's just in those exchanges between them all. Um, just talking. 
You know, it's about like, I mean, it was one of those things where you got so excited when Richard would go to the police station. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is great. Cause like we get more of that. Right. Um, you know, for Roscoe, especially because those two are together a lot uh, throughout the season, you know, what did uh, Willow bring to that role and what can you kind of tell us about their dynamic throughout? Yeah. What didn't she bring? I mean, she, you know, she's a, she's a firecracker, um, you know, uh, five, five foot nothing. And she's one of the first actresses I've ever worked with that literally put me on my heels in a scene. I mean, she comes up to you and pierces your soul with her eyes. And uh, there's such power behind what she does. It's, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, that, that's there, there's something to that, um, you know, art imitating life kind of thing. I mean, um, you know, working, you know, we, we shot kind of in order. It was pretty sequential. And the first time we shot together was, it was in one of those early scenes um, in the police department. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think Reacher was taken aback and struck by who she is. And I felt the same thing, you know, so um, she's, uh, she's just a one powerful actress. And I, I, I mean, I just was, I couldn't wait to get back into a scene with her. And, um, you know, if you, if you're ever lucky enough to be in a scene with Willa, um, to see the way that she looks at you and her eyes are just full of fire. I mean, it's just a, a one of a kind of experience um, that I've been lucky enough to see from the inside, but um, she, you're right. She is incredible. I agree in, with in, that. In many, in many ways yeah. she makes the show. Yeah. I totally agree with that. It made me think maybe I should have written books about Roscoe instead of uh, Richard, you know, she Not was too lately. Ah, yeah, right. late. All right. Matt, that spin off, man. We got a great job that. on that. Matt taking out uh, time to talk with Alan Rich and uh, go check out Reacher. I mean, I think consensus is pretty clear from us. We want you guys to check out Reacher. It's pretty, it's pretty sick. And I did fit a Titans question in there that we will spin at some point. <laughs> Boy, I couldn't walk away and not fit in a question about Hawk. Uh, and I believe what he said was. Uh, <laughs> He said that bomb was like the best thing that ever happened to me because <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten, he wouldn't have had the like ability to really do Reacher, but he still loves that world. And well, now know. we knew why he had to die and it was worth it. So it's all good. <laughs> all right. So uh, here, just real quick, we're going to touch on another series that I thought we were going to have more time to talk about today, but uh, it was interesting. I thought this was an easy layup, but apparently not. So that is all of us are dead. Uh, one of the number one, trending netflix series right now uh yeah asian tv series are killing it on netflix right now thanks to uh, they're squid dominating game. yeah thanks to squid game and this is the latest one and it's based on um uh i forget if it's a manga or graphic novel um which one it is but it's based on a comic and this is about the zombie apocalypse uh starting in a high school and, and spreading out but the kids getting trapped in the school. So I thought this was an easy layup because if you don't know, a girl, Janelle Wheeler, got into this <laughs> comic book family by doing uh, After the Dead, the show with Brandon Davis, our Walking Dead kind of recap show where she uh, cut her teeth doing awesome commentary on zombies. And uh, I thought I was giving you a gift here, but then you came <laughs> back and you were like, nah, man, F <laughs> you, this is not a gift. And I was just like, oh, okay. So note about Janelle Wheeler. She does not like teen drama. Now, I, I don't. Janelle, is that because you had plenty of teen drama that you don't want to relive? Or? I, no, I just don't care. I'm too old. Uh, I care about the zombie stuff, but I think there's a lot of cultural differences. Like, I think that it's obviously like more of a concern 
conservative uh, culture in general, where like even just saying you have a crush on a boy is a big deal. And I just want to like puke at that thought because like I, all of my friends were doing way more than the average bear when they were. 1415. Whoa. Um, hey. Yeah. So it's just I mean, not relatable. Yeah, no, statue, the statue of limitations are good. We're good. It's Go just I just love the yogi reference. That is amazing. Yeah. It just yeah. isn't. I don't, don't know. Don't attach your dirt to yogi the bear. Come on. Hey, boo boo. Like, no, no oh. American teenager is like just giving someone a patch and being like, I really like you. Hey, we went steady when I was growing up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's steady. Not normal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just. I don't know. And I, it, it, I think it's culturally speaking, it's just not, I'm not on the same page. I just kind of like roll my eyes at their little, their issues. And like, I don't think they gave me any way to feel like, like they, they killed off a certain character in episode two or something. And it was supposed to be this big dramatic thing. And I was supposed to feel really emotional. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Like, I, I don't, I, I didn't get a lot of context. I didn't feel any emotional bond. And I don't know if that's because of the subtitles, you know, that whole you don't feel the same emotion, obviously, because it's in a different language. So you have to, I don't know. I just sometimes feel like it doesn't translate as well. And this is one that doesn't translate for me. I liked The Walking Dead because it was very emotional and there were so many different types of characters with different backgrounds. And this is like a bunch of kids from the same neighborhood dealing with it. I will say I only watched the first three episodes, though, so it might get better. Oh, I mean, it doesn't change if you don't like the first three episodes. You're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna like. They're gonna I thought I hated it. I but also, the music's really corny. Like they're, it's like dunka 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 dunka, and they're like fighting for their lives. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going that on? Almost, that almost made me want to watch this more. I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't get to watch this one, so I'm out of this. Um, it's not. I mean, it it does get slow because, like you said, there is this balance of it being a teen drama as well. So like there are episodes where they're just like, uh, somebody betrays somebody and they're fighting and arguing about it. And I think it's okay. But I also think like there are these kids don't, I mean, there's things that I don't get that, that don't add up to me. Like all of these kids are so hyper aware in the show of like what zombie apocalypses are. Like they uh, even reference yeah. train to Busan in the beginning. They're like, Oh, what's mm. happening? Seems like it's trained to Busan, which is a famous Asian culture zombie movie. Um, but nobody seems to know how to kill a zombie <laughs> and, except for like a couple people who are just like, yeah, we're just going to stab people in the head. And everybody's like all like still sensitive about like killing these zombies. And so they're just like pushing them around. And even when they get, there's like an episode where they like get trapped in a room with somebody who at this point they know is going to turn but they're still having trouble like letting go. And it's like, no, oh, so annoying. You got like, you have some, and they, but the show also has these themes about like what happens when we're forced to survive. And like, you know, we all become like whatever animals we are. And some of us are predators and some of us aren't. And, you know, when the chips are down, everybody's kind of beast nature comes out. Like that's the theme of the show and why the guy creates the zombie apocalypse. So mm-hmm. these kids yeah, are standing like around that. not doing what's necessary is like, it's crazy to me. Like they're the all origin about to get story is cool. Yeah. Of like the where the zombies story, yeah. come from. I will that say that is, is cool. cool. But yeah, yeah the kids. Yeah, we got to move on. Let us know what you guys think. If yeah. you do watch this tweet us. Yeah. So let's get to comics. Cause yeah, this is just tweet <laughs> us. All of us are dead. Uh, it's kind yes, of mixed euphoria back. high school. Exactly guys. Oh my God. Yeah, no, uh, no, I don't want to know nothing about Florida high schools. <laughs> let's go. All right. Speaking of drama, let's get into our first comic. 
which is Batman Catwoman number 10. <laughs> I'm so confused. Because there's a lot of family drama in this issue. <laughs> it's all a family drama, actually. It's all like this dysfunction stuff. Um, so I actually, what helped me what helps me with this series is that before every issue, I go back and read the previous two. Mm. Because I need, uh, one, it does not feel like these have been monthly releases. It feels like there's been a little bit of space, so I forget stuff. And then two, I just need, there's so much that happens in each of these things that I just need, I just need the recap. So I go back and read the past two issues. So coming back and reading the past two issues, I moved into this one pretty smoothly. Um, I wish I did that. This is very much, I mean, I feel kind of bad for... (laughs) phantasm because i feel like that character was brought in it was kind of the focal point of all the marketing at first and it was like yeah, yeah this character is coming into the comic and that kind of that character has been completely sidelined for like two issues now and this issue has nothing to really do with her it's more about the relationship between helena selena and two dead people which is the joker and bruce because both of them are no longer here and it's it's become the history and and this issue at least brought a lot of those storylines together uh they they are starting to converge and you're starting to understand why why we're seeing this like three uh this like three different histories like we're, we're starting to understand that um here i enjoyed this issue and it seems to be indicating that, you know, she is, they don't come out right and say it, but they pretty much come out right and say it, that Elena is Joker's child. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go what? there. Yeah, <laughs> That yeah. is pretty much what they say. I, like, because, I don't know what's happening. Because oh she says, I mean, the whole thing, right, has been her whole argument with Bruce that you've seen in the past has been like, you don't own me. When, when you're with me, that doesn't mean you have all of me and everything that comes with me. You get to dictate what I do and all this other stuff. And she essentially has been saying the same thing to Joker over the last like two issues in oh. their conversations as she's been fighting him, right? Because she's like, I just, you know, we're supposed to be villains, but you're not like the Riddler and you're not like Penguin. You're like all these people, you know, right and wrong. Like she's, she's starting to see Bruce's side in how he views the Joker. But then you also get the encapsulation of like, she views them both the same way. Like they're, they're, you know, for all intents purposes, greedy lovers, and they mm-hmm. they want everything. They don't just want, you know, the piece of you that you're willing to give. And so at the end, when she's talking to Elena and very much saying, like, you don't see this now, like, she's not, to me, anyway, she's not Bruce's child. She's Joker's child. Yeah, I think Dark Knights of Steel took me as far as I could go now. Like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the mechanics of just Selena sleeping with Joker. Like, <laughs> God, no. Then I mean, then I I mean that's what Janelle it feels Wheeler. like, then, by the way. But then I know Janelle Wheeler, and I'm like... <laughs> I mean, I love Joker, the Joker. Like, yeah. I do. Like, I mean, that, okay, am I off base, though? With, like, that's what it's... No, hinting. that's what I read I it, too. No I just did not want that. to let my mind go there. But. Okay. I no <laughs> like, Brywood in the chat also had no idea, was completely shocked. Spidey looks completely shocked so i think it's gonna be a mixed bag here i think people are like wait what I- i'm totally shocked i don't really know what to say now because i'm so shocked <laughs> they might swerve i mean they could swerve it is tom king might swerve and and be something else but that is very to me clearly the 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 message we're supposed to get or or they're going to come out and say in the next issue that because the other thing that gets hinted here is that you know bruce is a lot like the joker in the way they interact with people and things like that so maybe like you know yes maybe you are bruce's child maybe it doesn't go that far but essentially 
your father was no better than like they're the same person. Like it, it's going to be some comments are turning on you for real, <laughs> or it's going to be metaphorical. But either way, it's going to be that. That's what they are pushing in this. Whoa. I mean, that's how it feels anyway. So um, that's a lot. That's a lot there. The okay. thing is. I enjoyed this issue. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed this issue because these books, I don't know, man. Even if it's a negative reaction, they still get a reaction from me. I always feel like I, I one, have something to talk about after a yeah. <laughs> Batman Catwoman issue. But also, I just feel like I'm engaged. And that isn't something I get from every single comic I read. So anyway, what did you guys think? I mean, I feel like I pretty much just said it. I was very confused yeah. and now I'm shocked and I think I need to go back and read it. I think that I like this series, but I think that the annual kind of in some ways has invalidated my my anticipation for this series because we know how this how Selena's story ends now. Like, I don't know if this twist and I don't think this twist is going to be one that's. Ooh, you guys got <laughs> Amy and Wayne. Ooh. I don't know what I mean. The Batman fandom is going to spaz. If this is a thing. Tom King, like Tom King, man, zero chill. Great guy. But like, he does not want to just make it easy for himself. He is just going in. I mean, there's a whole bunch of Bane stuff going on. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy around here right now in Batman land. But uh, yeah, this was a pretty wild. But I, I didn't feel like this issue was really good at kind of putting all those time periods together in a really interesting way. It was a very kind of long verbose speech from Selena about what that never really actually stated a point and just stayed vague. And I was like, okay, I guess, but like about the whole connection between Bruce and the Joker, which we've done to ad nauseum. I don't, well, I was expecting like one more page. I, I was literally after they get to that point, I was like, okay, well like it was setting up for the, the cap on that speech and then it doesn't happen yeah. <laughs> and you're like wait, wait there's no cap no cap at all <laughs> well, i gotta uh, wait for another thing like that felt a little yeah that i was jarred by that too i understand so i mean this was uh, this was not my favorite issue this i think the annual i'm still glowing at how good the annual was so it was very good yeah so that's right, that so let's move into another, the books don't get any less trippy uh let's move into 10 deaths of wolverine number two uh, the Moria McTaggart book, uh, which I, I, I'm actually thoroughly enjoying, um, the, for me, this book is okay. So the Moria McTaggart stuff is the stuff I really like. And it's the stuff I enjoy because that is essentially kind of moving the larger plot forward. And it's an interesting story because we've seen this character. She even talks about it in the issue of like going from being the savior and someone who's protected by the entire, you know, mutant nation to now is not even allowed to be on the island, lost an arm, you know, is like running from them. So like, I, I really enjoy this shakeup and seeing this character kind of on her heels and try, trying to figure out things on the fly. Uh, there's some really great stuff with her mystique. That said, the Wolverine stuff in this series does not make as much sense to me as the stuff in lives. So like the, the lives, that storyline and the trail of like following what Wolverine is doing and seeing some of those pieces, those pieces fit together smoother and more easily for me, just for me and, and death. It's still, when he's there, I'm like, well, okay, well, why is he like, I still have way more questions than answers, but like, 
I don't have like a reason to care either. Like I'm, I'm all, I'm all in on Moira's story. <laughs> I'm all mm-hmm. in on that. I just, the Wolverine of it all, this book is a Wolverine titled book after all. So like that part, I'm still kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, but I, but I still enjoyed this issue. what do you guys think? I think that, I mean, the X lives is interesting because it's easy to absorb uh, kind of what's happening there in the premise. Uh, I think X deaths is still interesting with the Moira stuff, like you said, but I think I'm interested in, how this is bringing up some of the kind of loose dangling threads of house of X and powers of 10, um, specifically the sixth life of Moira. I don't want to get too, too tinfoil hat, but one of the last reveals of the house of X saga was Moira's sixth life where she got trapped in that kind of weird biome with the post humans and like that whole thing. And she and Wolverine were there. And that's like the thing where the phalanx come and, and, you know, absorb that. And there's that whole post-human versus phalanx, a machine thing and like the machine gods. And I feel like this Wolverine is definitely tied to that. And what, and I think it's called, and I think it's called X 10 deaths of Wolverine because I think it's about Wolverine's deaths related to Moira's lifetimes. Oh, and like how, cause like they made a point in house of X to show you that Wolverine is usually one of the last people standing in whatever lifetime, like Moira's been through. In the machine war, in like that six life with the post humans, like he's kind of hanging around. And Wolverine is this weird conduit that constant throughout time. And I think whatever happened in one of those lifetimes didn't get erased because the machine gods are outside like the known universe, right? Or some crazy crap like that, if I remember correctly. Like whatever those things came from, like, yeah, they're outside the known universe. So, like, yeah, there is. Uh, he could be, I think it's the Wolverine from that sixth lifetime who got absorbed by those machine things and became whatever he became. And they're trying to shut this process down for whatever happened in that timeline or like whatever they're trying to stop Moira from doing. Um, because she has, because we said it when we were doing House of X, one of the first things we speculated about is you, you're doing all this stuff with these lifetimes, but you know, you know, the Marvel universe has levels. So there's going to be somebody eventually who's going to maybe besides like Mystique and then we're going to be like, this is too crazy what you're doing. And like, we got to step in and, and do something about this because you're playing with forces of like time reality and you know, all this stuff. So I, I no. I'm kind of interested in that, but it is a very, I think death is harder because it, it, that's why there's this surface Moira thing because deeper is this crazy thing about the lifetimes and what happened to Wolverine and trying to keep track of all that house of X stuff. And so it's pretty dense. So they just haven't done it. I, 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 cause that theory is great. I like that theory. If that's how mm-hmm. it ends up happening. I don't think they've done a very good job of like, like it shouldn't take you tinfoil hatting. You know what I mean? They should lay <laughs> to me. They should lay out the puzzle pieces a little bit clearer. Uh, and they, uh, to me, they have it. Like to me, that's not, well, this is necessarily is that's not You're necessarily on the evident. Run, and, on the run eating. You know, I don't know. What did you think, Janelle? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. just say you hate X Men and let's move. No, on. I actually I, like the way that you explain it, Kofi, is actually kind of helpful for me because I don't have all that context. Not having that context and having no idea who Moira is, I will just say I'm really enjoying her story and I'm I'm understanding what's happening. Where she's on the run. She has a bunch of lives. Mutants wouldn't be mutants without her. Am I getting all this right? Like, am I understanding yeah, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. reincarnate? And so, like, I love, I love what the Moira thing is. I'm loving her story, and that's that's my favorite part of this so far. Yeah. Can you explain? Cable? You know what? Yeah, we really should do a uh, a house 
reread at some yeah, point. Yeah, oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I, by I the way, House of oh, them. I will get to that after the end. Let's hit this last book and then uh, we, we got to sign off. So, uh, Suicide Squad Blaze, uh, number <laughs> I one. I didn't get to this. I couldn't finish this, but it is good. I couldn't I finish it that. either, but I am I am halfway through and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I'm set so- us up and let's talk about it next week because it's really good, but I'm not done yet. Okay, so I you didn't know what? realize what? that it was a long book. I yes, really did. Fifty pages, man. It yeah. is a it is a long book. Yeah. That was the poll. So what we will do then? Yes, we will dive into this next week, and okay. then we will also do another poll. So we'll have four books next week. Oh, uh, but we can totally do that. Uh, <laughs> this is long, and I am actually very eager to talk about it with y'all. But I agree. Like we, we kind of all need. I that. was in when I we saw went long the show had, anyways. As soon as I saw the opening had Amanda Waller waking up in a wave cap, I was like, yo. <laughs> Yo, I'm in. Uh, like, uh, that's real. They got this is what diversity in comic books does. Yeah, because um, that's right. But real quick, we did do a poll uh for our first uh monthly uh read along. Oh. Uh, we're still we're still figuring out what the heck to call it. <laughs> what the hashtag <laughs> that? Uh we're gonna start that because like the month has already started. And I'm just getting to announcing this now. Um, so we're gonna start that for March. <laughs> we will start that for March and be our like cool. book. Yeah. Uh unless you want to start now. But yeah, we're gonna have a bunch a of interactive uh, stuff coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's gonna be Strange Academy is gonna be our Yay! first one. Um, because why not? It's still going on. Uh yes. and once it ends, it is going to be coming back for a summer semester. So we'll get all caught up. We'll do a re- you can read along with us and then we'll talk about it and everything once we've actually like gotten completely caught up and then we'll be primed for when that series returns. So that's going to be Good our first job one. voting, everyone. Thank yes. you. I'm yes. so excited. All right. House is definitely in the cards, but that's it. All right. All right. That's comics. Um, I'm just going to quick mention uh, still I'm going to pump for anime right now. Yo, I've had more phone calls this week. Attack of Titan has people shook as it would as it should. It's only going to get crazier out here. Yo, I just can't wait. We were having some conversations before the show. The next month of like fan Twitter is going to be <laughs> off the chain from anime to TV to movie. Like it's going to be off the chain. So it's going to get crazy. And I'm psyched. Good um, off the chain or <laughs> it's always the same. It's Oxic. good. It's bad. And it's <laughs> ugly. So we're going to do it all. But um, yeah, Attack on Titans off the chain made some big moves this week as we get down these final episodes. And people are suddenly calling me being like, am I watching a show supporting a spoiler? And it's just like, you may be. I don't know what kind of show you're watching anymore. And neither do you. So uh, hang in there and ride. Uh, and Demon Slayer is coming with its big finale. Um, that thing looked gorgeous. This this battle, I mean, Demon Slayer is just crazy good. So check that out on the anime side. Other than that, uh, we want to thank Alan Richson for standing, sitting down and talking Reacher with us. Check that show out. Check out the rest of Matt's interviews and content about that. So yeah, great stuff. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We're going to sign off real quick today, but uh, you can find the show on every podcast platform from uh, Apple to Spotify. You can also watch us every week on uh Twitch here, YouTube, Facebook, or I got family members who found us on ET Live last week. <laughs> so we're on this? ET Live. We're streaming on Paramount Plus. We are out there. So that's it. If you also just want to follow along, uh, our Twitter feed is a lot more popping these days. So just at Comic Book Nation, or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find Matt at Matt Aguilar TV. <laughs> Sorry, someone, <laughs> my wife, tw- my wife texted You're me fine. right then. And I was like, oh, I got you. Gonna, you can you, find me girl. at Janelle Wheeler, and definitely find us all uh, on all of the Comic Book Nation 
handles, yeah. please tweet to us. We love it. We're stepping up our Twitter love game. It. So love yeah. Hey, Quicksilver going on over there? Who? Your Quicksilver do? My Quicksilver dude. No, I was talking to Janelle. She has like a she, she, oh, hair yeah, was sparkling I for a minute there. Yeah, I'm back to my hair was sparkling. Oh, oh man, yes. Holy yeah. cow. There you I go. Did, I oh. that. I'm back. There you go. <laughs> See, this is why you guys got to check it out on visual. You have no I idea what we're talking about. <laughs> this is Comic Book Nation. We're going to get out of here. Have a happy weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>